let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. So, little known secret here at CityCast DC. I'm the sports nerd, and the sport I've been playing since I was young, ice hockey, is back tonight when the Caps take on the Bruins. The Washington Post Samantha Pell is here to tell me and all the other Washington Capitals fans out there what to expect from them during the season. It's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. I'm audio producer Julia Karen, and this is CityCast DC. Samantha Pell, welcome to CityCast DC. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the capital season starts tonight. And for people who know nothing about ice hockey, why should they care about this team? Well, this team definitely has potential this season in Washington. I think when you look at all these other D.C. sports, there's really not a lot of championship uh, aspirations for a lot of them. And the Capitals, they come in, they bring a lot of new guys into the picture. Obviously, everyone knows the Alex Ovechkins, the TJ Oshies of the world, but This season in Washington, there's a new goalie in town, Darcy Kemper. He's coming off a Stanley Cup win in Colorado last season. And I just think the Capitals are kind of ready to make their run. Maybe I won't say their last run uh, at a championship, but certainly as everyone is getting older here, it seems like one of the last windows. Fair enough. And I think as many fans might know, the Caps won the Cup in 2018, but kind of since then, they've been bounced in the first round. Are you saying that this season might possibly, hopefully, be different? I think it's a little premature to say, oh, it's going to be completely different. But I think if you were to have asked me at the end of last season before this offseason, I would have said, oh, the Capitals definitely could have missed the playoffs. We could be in a situation where maybe they're on a downward trend. But now I think with the offseason that Brian McClellan had, he added guys, like I said before, Darcy Kemper from Colorado. Dylan Strom is a center from Chicago. Connor Brown from Ottawa. He added a lot of pieces that helped this team become more well-rounded than I believe they were last season. So now looking forward, it looks like playoffs are definitely back in the mix here for Washington. And there's definitely a situation where they go out and they win the first round. Maybe they go out and win the second round. And then after that, who knows what happens? As you mentioned, the Caps had a very busy offseason. What makes these new players, the Darcy Kempers, the Dylan Stroms, different and add something from what the Capitals had in the past? Definitely in goal, Darcy Kemper brings, in my eyes, a breath of fresh air. I think it's more stability. It's more calmness. It's more readiness in net. It's that more experience that you have and you want in a veteran goaltender. And before, they kind of had these two young, inexperienced goalies who really went back and forth for the last couple seasons and kind of created a whole narrative of who's going to start this night, who's going to get hot. And now you just have a little bit more calmness in net. And up front with the forward group, 
the Capitals will be without Tom Wilson and Nicholas Backstrom for the start of the season. So they needed some guys to fill in, right? You need to go get some big names. And the Capitals did that with Stroman Brown. They bring offense. They bring hockey IQ. They're a little bit younger than some of these other guys. So I think they're ready to kind of get up to the challenge and they're ready to contribute to a team that's a contender. Yeah, I think the other thing that we should mention here is the Caps have wrapped training camp. So it isn't just new guys that they're going to be bringing into the fold. It's some old guys, some prospects. Who has impressed you there? Who's cracked the opening night roster that maybe you didn't expect? Definitely some surprises. Alexi Protus has made the opening night roster as well as Connor McMichael and Joe Snively. And I just lumped the trio together because these are the only three young guys uh, on this entire team. So uh, I think with them and the forward groups, Protus really impressed in training camp. He played in all six preseason games, which for people that don't know, that's absurd in hockey. Usually guys do not play in all six preseason games just because they are practice games and no guys wants to do that. Alex Ovechkin usually plays in two or three games. That's about it. And he calls it at training camp. So with Protus, I mean, he's 6'6", 235, 21 years old. He's from Belarus. He's super strong. He's fast. His skating has gotten strides better than it has when he was drafted in 2019 in the third round. So I think with Protus, he's one of those guys that a lot of people don't know about now, but especially people in the district, keep your eyes out on him. We might be seeing him a lot this season. You also mentioned a kid on the team who made it by the name of Joe Snively. I hear there's a local connection there to D.C. Yes, he is a Herndon, Virginia native. And for him, he grew up watching the Caps, huge Caps fan. He skated, you know, in the little Caps organization with them. And for him, I mean, it's pretty much a dream come true. Any kid in Northern Virginia who plays hockey would tell you they want to be on the Washington Capitals one day. And for Joe, I mean, he's been at training camp the last few seasons. He's got to skate on a line with Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom. So it's pretty insane to now see him make that opening night roster. And I think with Joe, he's just kind of excited to show what he can bring to the table. And he kind of showed a little bit of offense last year. So we'll see where he fits in. He looks like he's going to be you know, one of those 13th, 14th extra forwards in the lineup just to start. But injuries always happen. Crazy things always happen in a hockey season. So it would not surprise me if we see Joe in some games here. Yeah, you mentioned that injuries do happen. And I know we have some big names that are off the roster or not in the lineup for opening night. Can you tell us a little bit about where those guys might be at and what they typically would contribute to the team? Yeah, so Nicholas Backstrom is going to be on long-term injured reserve. He had a hip injury uh, that's kind of been lingering the last few years. So he actually decided to get hip resurfacing surgery in the off season. It's a pretty serious surgery for a lot of people. Only a few people have actually got it in hockey before. And I believe only one has ever come back and tried to play in games. And Nicholas has a really, really long road ahead of him, but he seemed really optimistic a couple weeks ago about his status. I mean, for him, he mainly got the surgery for life, like his life quality. He can now play with his kids. He can put his socks on. He can do the daily things that probably you and I don't even think about, right? I just need to put on my socks and go along with my day. So for him, that was first and foremost why he wanted to get the surgery. But looking at hockey, I mean, he still loves the game. He wants to be out there. He's still around the team. So we'll see exactly when that is, but no timetable for him. For Tom Wilson, he had ACL surgery uh, in the offseason after he tore his ACL in the first round of the playoffs. And he's on schedule. He says he feels ready. I mean, he feels ahead of schedule. 
But obviously, with any ACL injury, you can never really be ahead of schedule. You just got to stick to your timeline. And that's looking at the earliest in early December. But I would assume the team wants to take things a little slow, keep it safe. Uh, He's the guy that's going to be around in Washington for years to come. So taking out your crystal ball, I know you were a little hesitant to talk about where they might end up at the end of the season. But where do you think they will be if you could see into the future and tell us long-suffering Caps fans what they might do? Uh, It's so hard because I feel like in any hockey season, I start the season very optimistic about whatever team I'm looking at just because you see them in training camp and that's all you see for a whole entire month and you see the flashes of brilliance and then you see kind of the oh no moments. But I think I'll go two ways. In an ideal world, the Capitals would probably finish second or third in their division and they kind of go from there. I think the safe bet is a wild card spot. I think the absolute worst outcome, obviously, is missing the playoffs. But if you were to kind of break those up and see what's the most likely, I definitely think a wild card spot is the most likely. And if the pieces fall together, if the new guys blend in, if Tom Wilson comes back at a decent time and maybe they pick up someone else at the trade deadline or Nicholas Backstrom comes back, then maybe we're talking the second or third place and we can kind of figure it out from there. So Sorry that I don't have a concrete crystal ball answer, (laughs) I guess. But I guess I shook the eight ball like three different times, and this is what I came up with. (laughs) What I'm hearing is that good old magic eight ball is saying, outlook hazy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. In the worst case scenario, I think for everyone in the DC metro area, since this is one of the rare teams that does actually win normal season games and typically makes the playoffs, if they don't make it to the playoffs, do you see any shakeups coming in terms of coaching or GM? It's tough because Peter Laviolette is on the last year of his head coaching deal here in Washington. And Brian McClellan, the GM, has expressed, you know, the want that he does want to re-sign him and that he has done a good job with the team that he has and the players and the relationships he's built. But I don't know. I mean, four straight first-round exits, you add a fifth to that. I, I think that's really rough. And maybe there does need to be some changes. But Washington's been very, very committed to its core group of players, first off and foremost. So I think when you look at the players, I mean, you're not going to get rid of Alex Ovechkin. You're probably not going to get rid of a John Carlson. You just added a Darcy Kemper. So at this point, do you want to blow it up again or try to blow it up? It's hard. It's a tough decision. I think we had these same conversations last season. And they said, do you want to blow it up in the offseason? And Washington said, absolutely not. We're just going to stick with our guys and roll with it and try to do it again. And I honestly think it's going to be how the season is going to turn out, but getting out of the first round of the playoffs is not a good look. I know I'm not a fan of them losing in the first round of the playoffs, but that's okay. At least they do make the playoffs. Looking at you, Washington Nationals. Looking at you, Washington Wizards. (laughs) All right. You mentioned Alexander Ovechkin, who has become, I think, arguably one of the greatest DC sports legends What do we think about his season? What have people told you about his season? And obviously, he's chasing Wayne Gretzky's insane goal record of 896. Do you see him breaking it potentially? Well, I think every season people ask me about Alex Ovechkin and what I am projecting his goal count to be or how he looks. And I think every single season, I kind of doubt myself every year and I go, well, maybe he could slow down this year or maybe he's not going to reach 50 goals this season. And then he goes out last season and scores 50 goals. He looks great. He's on a heater in the first half of the year. He really carries the team. So 
I'm not going to bet against Alex Ovechkin this season, nor do I think anyone else is. I think Alex has looked great in training camp. I think he's coming to training camp in really good shape. And now as we look at the home opener, I think he's ready to go. I think he's determined. He only needs 22 goals to pass Gordie Howe for second place on the all-time goals list. So when we put it like that, I mean... 22 goals to Alex Ovechkin seems like nothing, and it's crazy for me to even say that. But he could be second place by midseason on the all-time schools list. And then do I think he's going to catch Wayne Gretzky? I do. I, I think at this point, seeing um, seeing how much he wants it, how much he loves the game, I think he's going to do it. How many years is it going to take? My crystal ball does not read that far into the future, (laughs) but I definitely do think that he's on the right path and this season is going to be a big season. Is he going to get 30, 40, 50? Who knows? But that's going to determine a lot. All right. Well, Samantha Pell of the Washington Post, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully for your sake, I hope this game does not go into dreaded overtime. Thank you. I do too. I will even just take a short overtime at this point. I think I've just made peace with uh, the overtime cuts. And before we let you go, some quick news. Starting on Saturday, DC's three monkeypox clinics are merging with COVID-19 centers in wards 2, 3, and 8. Monkeypox vaccines will continue to be walk-in only, though. The new clinics are located at 926 F Street Northwest, 5335 Wisconsin Avenue Northwest, and 3640 Martin Luther King Jr. Avenue Southeast. Get those shots, people. Meanwhile, seven protesters were arrested on Monday after shutting down the Beltway's inner loop. They shut down the highway for over an hour, demanding that President Biden declare a climate emergency. This was one of several demonstrations by the same activism group, and last Friday, they shut down I-395, so check for delays in your area. And finally, Ancho Cidery wants you to help them forage for urban apples for a one-off DC as F cider that will benefit the DC abortion fund. Bring your bounty to Ancho's tasting room and you'll be rewarded with a draft cider. The brew will be ready to taste later this winter. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, maybe your caps-loving friend, and rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to that sweet, sweet morning newsletter. We're going to be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya! Uh, Is the cat's collar off and in a convenient location? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right.